Welcome to the Up, Out, and Away podcast with life coach and neurolinguistic programming practitioner, Elsie Ware. We're glad you are here and have taken the time to be much more and accomplish much more in life by walking in your heartfelt desires. Now, Elsie is giving all that he is to help you be all who you are so that you will finally grow, glow, and go. Let's get started right now. Here's Elsie. My name is Elsie Ware, and I am the founder and life coach and neurolinguistic programmer at Edgeless Living Life Coach Systems. I'm happy that you joined me today. It makes a lot of joy in my heart that you come and to listen to me talk. <laughs> And exactly that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk and pick up from where we left off in the series, The ABCs of Mind-Blowing Full Transformation. Oh, this is an awesome uh, talk for me to give. Man, this has really been a great series, and I hope you caught it all uh, up to this point. We've already done subtopic A. And we've already done subtopic B. However, today, I'm going to do subtopic C. A was pertaining to your aptitude, your natural ability what is your ability? Have you ever considered whether you had the ability to do what you want to do? I bet if you have, many of you have said, I don't have that ability. That may be true. However, your ability will notify you by way of a question. And that question is, can I learn? Can I learn to increase my ability? Now, let me warn you here. Increasing your ability um, seems to say that and assume that you don't have the ability. Now, hands down, that's what it seems to say. And I just want to challenge you with that. And I want you to consider the thought that perhaps you don't even use the ability you already have. Isn't that something? So you want to grow something and learn something that you already have and know. But time, life, and other matters may have snuffed that excitement and connection out of you. So now you're wondering about your ability. Well, what goes along with that is your attitude 
and your altitude. How far do you go? How high do you fly? In your natural ability. Attitude. Attitude. And altitude. Now I said in the last podcast that something that would seem very strange to you, but listen, I'm trying to be as down to earth as I know, as I know I am. And that's altitude. This bugs me a little bit when they say your attitude determines your altitude. And I, I just like a saying here for your consideration that perhaps your attitude determine your altitude. Your attitude is your attitude. It's your mood. It's the actions you take. Does that necessarily mean that you can fly high and above what's happening to you? Listen, in your attitude, attitude can include Showing a mood. Oh, and oh, and oh. Difference, right? My attitude is so flighty free. My attitude is normal. My attitude is mad. So your mood can be wrong. How about your actions, what you do with a good attitude? Well, you can take the wrong actions with a good attitude, with a great attitude. You can still take the wrong actions. So if you want to fly low, do the wrong things. If you want to fly high, do the right things. Now, this is not always easy to do. This is not something that you can just walk up on. Because then you were walking in the park one day. You were walking in your mind one day. And you decided to stop. Because you notice the flowers and the trees and how wonderful they look. You decided to stop because you're considering something that's related to you in your mind. And you find there something that is pleasurable. Something that has a wonderful aura. Everything is his and Word we used to use, copacetic. Uh-oh, said something about my age, didn't I? So it's all copacetic. Wonderful, right? But now your altitude can be bad. 
Why? Because you are actually moving at a very low level. You're functioning at a lower level than what you're capable of. You can actually do more so that you can be more, but you can't be more unless you do more. Isn't that something? That is your attitude. Inside, what do I think about things, including my life? How high am I flying in life? Is my mood consistent? Do my actions come from the mood that I'm in or the person that I am? So, if your attitude determines your altitude, show me the connection between the two. And I'll show you not even a disconnection. I'll show you where one doesn't determine the other because there can be an off-balance there. And then we went to B, which was belief. To examine what is true for you. And let me tell you, what's true for you at some point is going to come out. Whatever is true for you is going to come out. Why do I use the term come out? Because whatever you believe is always inside before you ever see it outside of you. What you believe is already done inside. That's why belief is so powerful. Because when you do something, you are expressing your belief system. You are whatever you do, whatever you figure you could get away with, you've already done it in your head. Did you know plans and making plans only come as a result of your considerations and thinking ability inside of you, inside. What you believe will always live inside. What your truth is will always be located inside. Where you really think for real, you cannot fool yourself at that level. You'll try because you'll do things against what you really want to do. That's trying. You will say things that you really would rather not say. That's trying. But you cannot fool what you believe because it has a lot to do with what your philosophy is and your philosophy, vice versa, will develop your belief system and your belief system, vice versa, will determine your attitude, 
altitude, and philosophy. Yes. So you'll find that to be true over time. So this has a lot to do with your acceptable behavior. What is it when I say acceptable behavior? I mean that internal behavior, does that line up with you and who you are, what you believe? You see, you'll have something called an imposter syndrome all located inside of you, all located in your subconscious mind, all located in your conscious mind. But notice, they are all living inside. Isn't that something? So, you have to accept your behavior because your behavior inside is the only truth regarding you that you can have. I said the only truth regarding you that you can have because you believe you before you believe you. One is what it is. The other is what you're trying to be. Guess which one is which? You have to already exist as to who you are before you perform that and who you are. Well, okay, and that may be borderline, but I'll accept that as a truth. Now, where the imposter syndrome comes from is you trying to be something else, even if temporarily. Let me bring it home. It's you trying to be someone else, even if only for a short period of time. And you know what? You're right. You're right. We are all right. We all tend to go against what we really believe sometime. That makes us an imposter. Because we can believe one thing and act the other. That is inconsistent with what we believe. Let me give you an example. Today, I got up this morning. I had some coffee. I have some tea right here next to me, which I'm going to drink shortly. And... It's a wonderful day. And if I was invited out to lunch, and I'm going to have a beautiful lunch with a wonderful girl, what kind of display do you think I'll make? One, according to how I feel, maybe my mind's on my work, a chart I have to do, uh, an action I have to perform, uh, a meeting I have to set, a meeting I have to be in. 
But temporarily, at least for lunch, I'm going to be someone else and I'm going to pretend like all that stuff's not on my mind or I'm going to push it back as if it's not on my mind and I'm going to try to put my attention where I am. Well, are you really there? Is that for real? Or are you being an imposter? See, being an imposter is not necessarily trying to give a lie. Make somebody believe that you are one way when you're actually another. It's, it's, it's not that devious. Sometimes it is. Now, tell the truth. Sometimes it is. It's that devious. But you don't mean any, any harm. Things are just happening. You want the atmosphere to be right. You want to show your best self. Even though that individual, whoever you're out with, girl or boy or man or woman or whatever your claim is. Okay. So I'm going to be this for 45 minutes and then I'm going to go back and that thing's in the back of my head that I push back there. I'm going to put ropes on it and I'm going to bring it to the front and it's going to be a little difficult because I acted out of my belief system. I wanted to let it go. I forced my mind to let it go or push it in the back. I forced my mind to push it in the back. And now it's there. And it's not necessarily going to show up again simply because I wanted to. I may have distracted myself the rest of the day. Why? Because I went on a date that I wanted to go on with a person I wanted to be with and I wanted to talk to. Now this occasion is over and... The lunch is over, and it's time to go back to work. Now, honestly, be honest. What do you think your mind's going to be? Probably the rest of the day. So will you be able to give your best at your project once you get back from something like that? Where's your head going to be? Where's your mind going to be? But you're being paid for your head, for your mind, for a rental of it. You're being paid for it to perform specific tasks. Hmm. So what is your belief system telling you in that situation? That there are some things that are more important than others and they're easier not to do than they are to do. That's in everyone's belief structure, your belief mechanism. That gives way to your acceptable behavior. Your acceptable behavior is not what's acceptable in this instance to someone else. It is what's acceptable to you. See, What is your acceptable 
behavior. How would you like to act as a staple? How would you like to act to others, to yourself, to anything external? Do you want to be balanced? Do you want to show consistency so that you can depend on yourself, your emotions, and others? Okay, so you have no mood swings there. Today we're going to talk about C, and I'm not going to be able to finish C, so I'm going to have to come back because C is a big one. C is captivation. What or who has your attention? Captivation. What does all this have to do with the ABCs of mind-blowing Keyword, mind-blowing. Blowing out something that's not doing you any good, that's weighing you down from flying at the altitude you want to fly at as being the person you really want to be that you probably really are, but weights have been put on you, full life transformation. Hmm. What does it have to do with that? Well, if you didn't get it in what I just said, you probably won't get it in the C group. Captivation. What has you captivated? What has your mind? What are you stuck on? Is it something positive, negative, neutral? What is it? Good, bad, lofty, hate, love. What is it that has you captivated? Then you must measure it. You've got to measure it. The depth of it, the width of it, the height of it. How much of you does it have? That thing, I mean, that you're captivated with. Now, here's the danger. You're always going to be captivated by several things at the same time. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? You can be at work uh, running some important machinery And at the same time, thinking about grandma's quilt because the building is cold that you're working in. You see? In that instance, what has your attention? Well, a warm blanket. And who does the best one you know of? Grandma. Why? Because you are cold. Where are you? At work, in the building, running very important machinery. You see how that all worked in? This is how it works when we talk about capacity. Now, what is your capacity to be be capacious? How does your capacity weigh in with your captivation? You see, your capacity determines how large your 
capaciousness is. They would seem the same, but they're not. And does your capacity fill up your capaciousness, your space? Someone said, you can live in a box. Well, there's more than a box. What if you're living in a triangle? Work, home, leisure. And it's got you locked in to some point where you can't perform and be who you want to be. Huh. Think about that. What is the capaciousness, the space that is empty because your capacity does not feel it. Why doesn't it feel it? It doesn't feel it because you limit what you can do, what you are capable of doing, what you are captivated by so so that your imagination, your image system, your imagination does not kick in at the strength and the depths that it should. So, you limit the, 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 the size of your capaciousness. Wow. Now, I'll leave you to figure that puzzle out. I'll be back to, uh, to handle that. But the last thing on this list, and I'm not going to be through by far. I'm going to have to pick this up in the next podcast. But the last thing is conscientiousness, the state of being conscious or your ability to be aware. How conscious are you of the world in which you live? How conscious are you of the environment in what you in which you're in? How conscious are you of external matters and internal matters? Are you in touch with what and how you feel? Or are you in touch with what Uh, happens outside of you and how it happens. You're going to be conscientious of one of them. But what most of us do, we try to take the lacking side of us and that's what we try to work on as being more conscious. You see, When you're trying to learn something, you're trying to bring yourself to a consciousness of whatever it is you are learning. And if you learn something, you can't do that unless you're conscious to it. Now, let's say you want to change your life. You want to change your life. Are you conscious of that fact? Or is it something that you are really just thinking and it's nice to do, it's nice to have? A changed life. Let me do it for my family. Let me do it for my friends. Let me do it for my job. 
and I'll be good. But you left out one important thing. You. So you'll be more conscious of somebody outside and something outside than you would be of whoever is inside. You are the only one who are there. Hmm. So, your state of being, do you be out, do you be in? (laughs) You can't just be there. Are you out, are you in, or are you over there? Are you conscious of wanting to change your life? That means you're learning it. Before you try to apply it, you're learning the things that it's going to take for you to have a mind-blowing, get that stuff out of your mind, whatever it is you got that's holding you down, that's keeping your state of consciousness, therefore the state of stuck from fruition and growing and and the fulfillment of the capacity to be who you are. Hmm, wow. I guess you say this guy can really speak a lot of puzzles. Well, eh, sorry. I love puzzles. Captivation, capaciousness, and conscientiousness. Now, in our next podcast, I'm going to sew it all together and give the summary of the ABCs of mind-blowing full life transformation. Now we're getting down to the transformation stuff. Okay, I, I wanted to prepare you in another way because I've been doing this for 40 years, may not be something that you would think, (laughs) but if you really knew my age, well, you go, oh, it's possible. It's possible. For over 40 years, I've been helping people. And there's some things that I have just noticed. There's some things that I have learned. And sometimes what I noticed didn't go along with what I learned. And what I learned didn't go along with what I noticed. So I'm coming from both directions here. And I'm trying to be as real about it, uh, as real me that I can be, which is probably not like others that you think about when you think about a life coach or an NLP practitioner. I'm a little different from that. I'll talk to you right where you are, buddy. Madam. I will talk to you right where you are, and I'm not going to try to bring you nowhere. You will bring yourself according to what you learn. If you can get something out of what I'm saying, if it'll help you in some way from this approach, then I want you to hang around. We got a lot coming. A lot coming. You will not believe It's going to blow your 
mind. Boom. We're going to blow some stuff that don't belong in your mind straight out. That's going to give you the space to fill it with what should be in there and determine what should be in there. You will. And grow and learn because you're now mm, conscious of it. Okay? My name is Elsie Ware, and I want to tell you something. When it's possible, you, you can accomplish it. I said, when it's possible, you can accomplish it. I'll say it again. When it's possible, you can accomplish it. Think about it. Be conscious of it. And I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.